Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Welcome to your Saturday, March 20th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Flyers and Islanders again tonight. Fourth matchup of the season, second in a row this week, the middle game of three straight. The next one will be at the Wells Fargo Center. This also wraps up a four-game road trip this evening, and it's the Flyers and Islanders once again. And the Islanders, this is an intriguing matchup, and it's been intriguing results so far this season. Not only the way the game played out on Thursday night, the come, you know, the comeback by the Islanders, and ultimately the Flyers able to get a huge goal in what was an awesome game from Oscar Lindblom. But this is a team that last year the Flyers did not match up well against. They had very little success against the Islanders a season ago, and then we know what happened in that best of seven second round playoff series. Flyers came barnstorming back down three games to one in that series, got a couple overtime wins, ran out of gas in Game 7. Islanders moved on to the conference final. But we know what those games looked like, right? We know that those games were a big, heavy team that hemmed the Flyers in. Flyers didn't have a lot of answers for them uh, all season long last year. And then you come into this year, and it's the Islanders team very similar to the one it was last year. Flyers team very similar to the one it was last year, at least roster-wise not play-wise in the regular season just yet. They've been way too erratic for that. But they're 3-0 against the Islanders. And the Islanders aren't just a good team in the National Hockey League. They're one of the top teams in the National Hockey League. I mean, when you look at, you know, the standings and the league and who's at the top of the pecking order, that, that Islander team is right at the top. 42 points. The highest points in the NHL is 44. Now, they've played more games than anyone. They've played 31 games already, uh, but still, they do have a record of 19-8 and four. They have a home record of 12-1 and two. The one in that 12-1 and two was the game Thursday night. The Flyers were the first team to beat them on their home ice in regulation this entire season, and it's also a team coming into that game that had won nine of ten games. So really good Islanders team. So I want to break down the numbers a little bit, and we're going to get to Wade Allison, who I had a chance to catch up with, playing with the Phantoms right now uh, in his first year of pro hockey out of Western Michigan University. Um, but I wanted to break down the numbers from last year or from this season in the three games the Flyers have played against the Islanders and in the 31 total games the Islanders have played against everyone this season. So in the 31 games played for the Islanders, I just gave you the record, uh, a record of 19-8-4. and four. 42 points tied atop the East Division. So in those 31 games, they've scored 90 goals, which is an average of 2.9 per game. They've allowed 71 goals, which is an average of 2.29 per game. The Flyers, against the Islanders, have scored 11 goals in three games for an average of 3.6 goals per game, and the Flyers have allowed, against the Islanders, 2.66 goals per game. So they're holding the Islanders below their goals per game, versus for the entire season, the Flyers are at 2.66, 0.3 is the difference. And then they are uh, scoring more goals on the Islanders than the Islanders average giving up on the season at 2.29. The Flyers are scoring 3.6. I I just thought that that was, it's kind of a bizarre number in this very bizarre season. And this season has probably been more bizarre for the Flyers than it has been the Islanders. They've been much more consistent. I mean, they won nine straight games. That's pretty consistent and in all the right ways. Uh, But when you look at it, these two teams are going to match up again tonight. Uh, Can the Flyers take a fourth straight from the Islanders? 
that that's what's the opportunity tonight. And then ultimately, if you're able to win tonight, then a fifth straight back home at the Wells Fargo Center on Monday. Sometimes in season and, you know, season to season, some things stay the same and some things don't. In some seasons, you go, man, that team really had our number last year. And then you turn around in the next year, it's the other way around. Sometimes it's that team is a bad matchup for us, and you go to the next season, not much has changed, and it's still a really bad matchup for you. Or, or conversely, it's a good matchup for you. Um, so I, I don't know what to make of it yet. It is only three games this season. It was only four last season before the playoffs. So uh, what does it mean? I don't know yet. But the Flyers, for some reason – have been able to get good results from a team like the like the New York Islanders, which is a very good team. And when you look at the the Flyers' record against the teams in the division, uh, you know obviously the Bruins has been really tough on the Flyers this year. In five games, they're zero three and two. If you look against their Sabers, not a good team. Uh, they have a loss against the Sabers, but five games they're four and one against the Sabers. Against the De- Devils, who we'll see coming up next week after. The Flyers are done with the Islanders. On Tuesday, we'll see the Devils. They've played them twice. They're 2-0. and uh, As I mentioned, against the Islanders, they're 3-0. and Against the New York Rangers, they've now played four games. The Flyers are 2-1-1. and They had that overtime shootout loss uh, when Panarin and Kako scored uh, when the Flyers had just come back from Lake Tahoe after their COVID uh, protocol pause. The Pittsburgh Penguins, the Flyers have five games against. They have a record of 3-2. and And a team the Flyers didn't lose to last year, the Washington Capitals, who lead the division. The Flyers have played them four times this year, and they have a record of 1-3-0 and against them. So year-to-year is a definitive answer as to what it's going to be in a new season. That's kind of, I guess, the point here. What happens tonight, I can't wait to find out. Now, while we talked about the fork in the road the other day, and eventually, I said the Flyers took a, a zigzag route to take the right on the fork at the fork in the road. It was the right way to go. Now they have to follow it up. The the big thing for this team that they need to find at the same time is consistency in play, consistency in process, consistency period to period, and results to match. That's the the results to match the process and the consistency has been the one thing this year that's kind of left everybody scratching their head, right? Where, you know, the team, the process wasn't very good in the beginning, yet the result was good. The process got better, but the result was not good. So when when all those things line up, then then I think we'll have a feel for what this team is. But Thursday was a huge win. A huge game for Oscar Lindblom as he, you know, scores the game-winning goal, has another goal, the opening goal in the in the hockey game earlier and has a, just a tremendous hockey game. And it was a big goal because the team had just blown a three-goal lead in the third period, and the opposition, the Islanders, had all the momentum, and then the Flyers were able to somehow dig in, find that goal. Oscar gets that one. That's a magical goal, and boom, they end up winning the game. That's something that could send a team. Look, somebody tweeted me and said, doesn't mean anything. This is still an inconsistent team. Good teams don't blow third-period leads. That's BS. Good teams do blow third-period leads. If you watch the league every night, you'll see good teams blow third period, three-goal uh, three leads in the third period. Those things will happen. There's a lot of games. Good teams find a way to overcome that. Now, just because the Flyers won on Thursday and they did overcome that, does that make them a good team? I don't know yet. It may mean nothing. It may mean everything. This could be the jumping off point where things start to compound to a really good identity and a good stretch of play. 
Tonight's another opportunity to find out what it means. While it meant a lot on Thursday, Thursday doesn't mean much now. Tonight means everything. So we'll see what they can accomplish coming up tonight. But let's get to my conversation with Flyers prospect Wade Allison. Now, Wade uh, spent the last four years at Western Michigan University. He was drafted by the Flyers number 52 overall in the second round back in the 2016 draft, just about five years ago at this point. He spent uh, four years at Western Michigan, like I said, played in 106 games, had 97 total points, 45 goals, 52 assists, and he makes the jump to pro hockey. We talk about that and a ton more with Flyers prospect Wade Allison. Joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily is a Phantoms forward Wade Allison right now. Wade, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Living the dream. Feel good to be back on the ice? Yeah, it feels incredible. What's it like, you know? It's been so weird, our whole world, and, you know, disjointed over the past calendar year now. It's been, geez, it's been over a year where, you know, you don't can't get on the ice to it, the same regularity that you were used to even playing collegiate hockey. So what's it been like for you with the kind of herky-jerk uh, av- availability to get on the ice when you want? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been tough. It's uh, it's hard to keep your timing, your rhythm, your cardio when you're when you're constantly on and off the ice. You can't get yourself into a rhythm and kind of kind of ramp things up and, and keep them going, you know. So it's been a lot of stop and go, a lot of stop and go. But uh, starting to get on the ice a lot more now here, starting to uh, to ramp things up and hopefully can stay healthy here and keep pushing forward. Are you one of those guys that, you know, when when you're getting on the ice a good amount in, in preparation for a season, you kind of feel it all come together, like almost in phases, like, okay, things are starting to click to this level things are starting to click and then okay now I'm really ready everything's kind of dialed in the head the hands the feet the the motion all of it you got one of those guys that kind of feels that in phases yeah oh absolutely absolutely I mean it's it's hard to play a game without without one of the three or four tangibles that you need you know if you're you're always chasing the game if you don't have all four so as soon as you can as soon as you can get everything together feeling good get some confidence get your cardio going and get everything good feeling good and doing the right things it uh, really builds up quickly but uh, it takes a little time to get there but that's that's why you work on it every day and, and just trying to get better every day it, in some kind of sometimes it's a little tiny bit better sometimes it's a big jump but it's always about getting better isn't it <laughs> you need to do something you got to do something you got to improve every day yeah uh, coming out of western michigan and you know you were in the, in the camp with the flyers um you know the return to play and you've been you know, you skated with the big club uh, over in Voorhees. Now you're with the, the Phantoms. What, what's been the biggest difference in that jump coming from Western Michigan coming to, to play pro? Uh, I mean, everybody's just so good. There is – you get nothing for free. Um, there's no – nobody messes up, so there's no bounces or odd man rushes that just happen. You know, they've got to – you've got to really create them yourself. You've got to really attack. Everybody is just so good at what they do. Everybody's here for a reason. So you gotta gotta try and find a way to separate yourself. It, it, sometimes that's about the details, right? Like chipping pucks in, you can't just kind of just chip it aimlessly anymore because those guys will knock chips right down out of the air, and it's going the other way in transition. So everything's got to be done hard and fast. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. The timing, the timing has been the uh, the hardest part for me. I haven't had to to make a quick play in tight in over a year, you know, and all of a sudden you, you got two guys barreling down on you and you gotta, you gotta make it quick. So that'd probably be the hardest part for me. It's just, uh, just the quick decision making how fast the game happens. Is it just playing with at that level that eventually where everything 
you know, kind of slows down a little bit in your head where you go, okay, I do have time. It's, it's a lot less time than I was used to, but I just still do have time to pick up my head, move my feet, and let's go. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I think confidence has a big thing to do with it too. Um, just, I mean, not not playing a game for over a year, you kind of forget how how quick everything happens, and then to try it at a new level that's even quicker, it's uh, it's it's a big jump for sure. Uh, playing with the guys at the Phantoms, uh, you know, you're just kind of getting back in right now, but you do have uh, a goal with the Phantoms. Uh, what was what was the first goal like? Break it down for me. Yeah, it, uh, it felt real good to get it out of the way. I got scored sure. on my first shift. So on your I first shift, you got bench. it? Um, on my first shift, like a minute into the game, I got scored on, and I kind of went back to the bench. I was like, this might, this might be a long night for me. And then uh, we just we just kept working, you know, kept, keep – keep doing the things you need to keep staying on the details and then uh puck kind of squirted up the middle uh Wilman knocked it down and kind of just came to me and I just had a chance to shoot it and so I put everything I had into it and uh luckily went in for me um when you fire that one home and it goes in and you're you scored a lot of goals at Western Michigan you had over 50 goals in your four years uh when you score that goal though it's a little bit different now you're playing as a pro is there almost a relief that, okay, this is still just hockey, you know, like I got the puck in a good spot. You fired home. It's, it's the same game. It's the same game, just at a higher level. It, uh, it felt really good though, especially after being off for so long to, to get the monkey off the back right away was, was real nice there. I was, was <laughs> kind of hoping I didn't drag that one out. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to keep that hanging over your head because then it becomes a thing and you don't need it to become a thing. Yeah. Let me ask you, I ask guys that are forwards that, I was never a forward. I never scored a goal as a forward. I scored a goal as a goalie in high school, but um, it was lucky, though, off the glass. But score a goal. It still counts, yeah. When you score a goal, what's that elation like for you? Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible, to be honest. It's, uh, it's not, I, I don't know. There's not really words to describe it. You know, there's not, it's not a whole lot. It's an almost there. internally, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is. You just you're you're filled with all sorts of emotions. You're helping your team, kind of just I don't know. It's just kind of some wind in your sails, you know. It gives you it gives you a little extra jump there. It gives you a little extra go, a little extra confidence. You start feeling better. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's so it's a unique feeling for sure. It's uh, it's hard to describe. And part of the, the the good part that comes along with it is that everybody on the team goes bananas as well, and they get energy from it too. Let, let me ask you what it's like trying to score on NHL and, and pro-level goalies. Uh, playing in college, you know, as you level up, everybody gets better with everything. And then, you know, you're in camp, and you're in camp with guys like Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, Alex Lyon. Uh, you're playing in the AHL now. What's the difference that you've noticed in, in trying to put pucks past those guys? It, it just doesn't go past them. <laughs> they just, they just seem to get a piece of everything. You know, you gotta, you gotta change the angle just a little bit, keep them guessing, keep changing things. You know, you rarely ever have a, sh just a straight shot that goes in. So you gotta really try and get creative to get them in. And a lot of goals are scored around the paint, a lot of rebound goals, a lot of tip goals. It's not, uh, if you're going to shoot it, you, you better put it in a perfect spot because uh, if it's not, they have no problem with it. So it's, yeah, it is crazy. My first practice uh, with the Flyers there, I don't think, think I scored a single goal through the entire practice. <laughs> you like, so, I got to change something, that's right? That's the first time that's happened in a little while. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I guess this is, this gives me something to work for. 
you're going, boys, I just want to find the back of the net once. Can you kind of boot one here for me? <laughs> but, boys, just you, give me one. Come on. Yeah, yeah be, give me a little confidence here. But that's part of the, the curve too, right? It's, you know, pulling the puck into your body, changing those angles of release and constantly changing things. It's, it's why the game's so east-west now too, right? Get the yeah. goalie moving. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got you to snap it quick. I mean, uh, if you hold on to it for too long, the goalie's just sitting there licking his chops because he knows he's going to make the save. Do you find that the goalies, too, will give you something only to take it away, knowing they're giving it to you and they're going to take it away? <laughs> to be honest, I did, what what they did to me was they just took the whole net away. <laughs> they just <laughs> didn't, didn't let me have nothing. You know, you can see you can see little corners here and there, but, I mean, your, my view from from your eyes to where the puck is is it's a little different, so you got to try and, try and get them to move a little bit, try and – try and fool them but it they don't they don't get fooled pretty easy it uh they really do a good job as a guy who scored a lot of goals because a lot of you know hockey dads listen to this podcast and and some you know young hockey players listen to it as well i love to get advice on scoring um it's so important for a guy a scorer to realize that his eyes see one thing but the angle of where the puck is sees another was that something hard for you to kind of figure out like i my eyes are seeing this and I got this portion of that, but that's not where the puck is. And that's not the angle of the puck. I got to see through the eyes of the puck. Was that something difficult to, to kind of learn for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, you just, you just never, you just never can see the net from the puck's angle, you know? Um, yeah, your so chin's never on the ice. <laughs> kind of where I learned it was just, uh, I just went out to skate with one of my goalies at Western Michigan, Ben Blacker out there. And he was kind of, he was recording himself. He put a camera on the ice and he put it about a foot off the ice and he had me shoot from right behind that just so he could see how his angle was. And I kind of was like, all right, I'd, I'd like to see that, you know, and just, just trying to relate where, what I see from what, what was on the video, you know, cause you ne you never really know the angle. You can kind of guess, but yeah, I mean, your face isn't on the ice there where the puck is. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of something you just, you just learn to, to think about and just, uh, something that just happens over time it, it doesn't happen right away you got, you got to really think about it that's a great exercise because you're right it everything is different from that angle where the puck is coming from the, the size of the goalie up top looks different from from down below and you know if the hands are forward you see that i can't go upstairs because the angle like i'm going to shoot it too high if those hands are actually forward from the goalie um yeah uh, talk about the camaraderie you got with, you know, some of your other teammates. And, you know, you guys have gone through a crazy year in your first year in pro with Tanner and, and some of the other guys. What, what's that camaraderie been like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been good. Everybody's been super, super nice to me, super welcoming here. I know a few guys from before, um, but uh, that's kind of just other guys going through injuries and stuff you you know what each other are going through you know whether it's it's not exactly the same each each injury is different but you can you can relate to things you can pick them up when they're down they pick you up when you're down you know you can't you can't get too excited when you have a good day because the next day is not going to be as good you know and you can't you, when you get when you have a bad day you can't dwell on it you gotta you gotta wake up the next day and you gotta try and improve upon what you had yesterday so there's uh, just like the, the mental aspect of it is very important because if you beat yourself up, no, no, not too many guys are there to pick you up. You know, you, you got to kind of, got to kind of, got to help yourself out. You know, when you see, when, when others see you trying to help you yourself, they help you as well. And so if you're just down on yourself all the time and you're just, you're never trying to help yourself, then 
then it's hard to help somebody, you know? And so when you see guys working every day and pushing and doing the best that they can, it's easy to help them. And then they help you in return. And it's just, it, it cycles and it cycles and you just build your way up. Strength in numbers. Things change. Yep. Um, you know, you come from playing in college and then now you're a pro. You don't have to worry about class. Now you're playing for your livelihood. Yep. Um, there's a pressure that comes with that. I mean, you were drafted back in 2016. That's, you know, you're almost five years ago now in the second round. Now you're playing for your livelihood. It's, it's almost a different mental set, you know, mindset that you go to the rink with every day too, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a game anymore. You know, people are trying to feed their families. So you're, you're playing against men trying to, trying to feed their families. So there's, you get nothing for free. You got to work for it. You got to come every day. You got to come prepared because if you don't, you're going to get embarrassed. I had a coach as a kid that used to say, there's no such thing as free lunch. <laughs> there is no such thing as you free lunch. As a goalie, you want the crease, you're getting no free lunch. You're going to have to earn it. And you're gonna, mm-hmm. and to keep it, you got to earn it as well. It's the same thing for you guys. Um, what, what's next? How's the schedule going to break down for you guys over the next couple of weeks? I know you guys were dealing with a COVID situation. Um, and you had the one game that was cut short just after a period. Uh, but you got a full game in the last one with a win over Hershey. So what's what's the schedule looking like for you guys over the next couple of weeks? Um, I think we play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Um, so I You're think looking we got forward to that, aren't couple... you? Yeah, yeah, both time. Uh, it's, it's been a long time, so I'm just happy for any action I can get. Going to go out there and do the best I can to help my team win, and, and we'll take it from there. How's Gordo been? Scott Gordon, head coach of the Phantoms, how's he been for you? Really good, really good. Um, he's, he's big on details, you know, the small stuff that to somebody who doesn't understand the game probably doesn't matter. But once you you do a small detail, which helps somebody else out with a small detail, which helps somebody else out when you really put it together as a team, it makes it real hard to to to, to get through. You know, I mean, it's it's really it really is a small details that really add up. If you, if you can't do the small things right, you definitely can't do the big things right. So big things just, don't happen if you don't have the details right, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, you can't do it. So it's they're big on small details, which which really matters. So it's 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 been good for me here lately, just to get nothing for free. You know, uh, you got to do the details right, or we'll just do it over so you can get it right. You know, and they accept nothing less than that. So it's good. It's uh, it's definitely a change of pace. It's definitely yeah, something that's a little bit new to me. But I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to to implement what I learned. So um, we didn't plan that, by the way, because I talk about on this podcast all the time about the details. So we didn't plan for you to say that to to give what I've been saying credibility. So uh, let that be known real quick. Last thing for you, how's the uh, how's the living situation been up there? Yeah, it's good. I live. Who are you uh, living with? Uh, Wyatt Wiley. Oh yeah, how's oh, is he messy? Oh, no, he's, he's real clean. His girlfriend's living here, too, with us, so the, the place is always nice. Poor guy took a slap shot to the face yesterday, just, Ooh. like, not off a stick or nothing, just a one-timer right in his mouth. So he's got a few teeth missing. He's got his jaw wired right now. He's, he's oh. being put through the absolute ring right now. So <laughs> feel bad for the huh? guy. Yeah, oh, milkshakes through a straw for the next while here for the poor guy. So mm. hopefully he can come back and – uh, come back soon. I mean, he, he's. I, I feel so bad for him. He's, he's going through some shit right now. Yeah, that's horrible because you got to be able to eat right, and it's one of the joys of life, no matter what's going on in your life. And to be yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
yeah, to get a slap shot right, right, right in your face, right, right in the teeth. I mean, that just that's horrible. That's the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, that's the great fear of that in the eyes, of course. Last thing for you, Wade. Um, yeah. you got a couple of young guys that wouldn't be playing in the AHL right now. Zade and and Tyson, who we talked to a couple of days ago, um, they're getting this opportunity with the OHL being shut down. Maybe it opens up here soon, um, but they're playing, you know, pro hockey right out of their draft year. What have you seen out of those two? I mean, they're both sweet players. They're both very, very good players. Um, it's good for them. You know, it's good for them to come up here and, and to learn at the pro, learn about pro hockey at such a young age. You know, go back and implement the things they learned here, yeah. so that when they when they do come back here, they they the details are already there. It's it's not you don't have to think about it. You're just playing then. And so both both of them have had good success here so far. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in the future. I think they're both going to be pretty special players. Yeah, it's that's a lot of people would pay for the experience to be able to do that at, at 18, 19 years old in your draft year, but you can't, and that's the rules normally, but this is a unique situation. Hey, man, best of luck coming up this week. Best of luck with you, your health, and, and everything this season. Uh, I know Flyer fans are going to love the way that you play the game, and you play it hard, and there's always a lot of respect for that, and, and you're a guy that can put the puck in the net as well. Thanks for doing this. Best of luck in the next couple of games, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. Thanks to Wade Allison for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Always good to get that first goal. at the, when, you, when you level up, when you go to the next level, to get that goal as quickly as possible. He's played in one AHL game at the time of the taping and got a goal in it. Good to knock that off right away. You don't want something like that building up and affecting you mentally moving forward. You start to question yourself, can I score at this level? I mean, this is a guy that scored in college 45 times at Western Michigan. He knows how to put the puck in the net. So when you get to that next level and in your first game, you can get a goal. That's confidence that gets you going right away. So thanks to Wade Allison for joining us. Everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy the Flyers game tonight. It's Flyers Islanders. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's breakdown episode of Flyers Daily. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and enjoy your hockey tonight.